0: Hey y'all. Okay. So I know you're probably surprised to see a re-release in your feed because maybe you don't keep track, but if you do, (laughs) usually we do new episode, Q&R, new episode, re-release, new episode, but something unexpected and exciting happened, which is I was sent an article about new research regarding mosquitoes So we wanted to prep you a little bit. So we're re-releasing this episode and you can go back and listen to other previously released episodes about mosquitoes if you want.
1: Yeah, this one's perfect because it's about whether or not mosquitoes buy some people more than others. Mm -hmm. And then the new research that Melissa is going to share with us next week um, delves into new stuff about that exact topic. So me and you and everyone being (laughs) reminded about the original um, research that we talked about about that topic was is great to be reminded about, and then layer the new stuff on top of it, so that we can be yeah caught up and mm-hmm. remember what even happened last time. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so we wanted to prepare you, so we're going a little bit out of order, but then you'll get a brand new episode about the new research that's just come out next week.
1: This one's fascinating; you're going to love it, and then hopefully you'll be really pumped for the next one as well.
0: So yeah. Okay, great. Happy listening. Happy listening. Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life.
1: The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life.
0: Jam, are you ready for mosquitoes part two?
1: Dude, I'm very ready. left me on the edge of my seat last time. I knew a little bit more than I did before, but there's still so many questions, so many things I wonder about mosquitoes. It opened up so many doors. So I've just been waiting for a week trying to just not think about it. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess normally you just have no idea what's coming next and now you know.
1: Right, exactly. Normally it's just like totally in the dark, but now I knew a little bit, got a little bit of a tease, add more questions um, at the end where you were like, we'll talk about that later. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Got to wait a week, maybe two before that topic happens.
0: Well, it might even be three because I think there's enough information on mosquito repellent that 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 one itself might have to be a two-part episode.
1: Dang, dude.
0: And that's the one I'm most excited for because that's the most chemistry heavy. I feel that a lot of what we've already talked about has been biology heavy. So, And what we're going to do today. So I'm really looking forward to how mosquito repellent works and then also talking about what new things scientists are looking into for potential future of mosquito repellents.
1: Nice. Okay, sweet. I'm pumped.
0: I've got two updates from last week. Okay. My sister, who is trained as a biologist, but now works in sea level rise, science communication. hmm Check out our episode on sea level rise called, Is the, ski- is the Sea Rising and Should I Be Scared? Mm-hmm. To hear more from her, she messaged me and said that I made a mistake. I said that carbon dioxide sensing, when that ability is taken away, it affects the ability of mosquitoes to move.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But technically, we don't really know if it's ability or if it's desire.
1: Ah. Uh.
0: So I said ability, but it just affects their movement, period. Mm-hmm. I don't know the causation.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So, and that gets us into a theme for today's episode, which is correlation does not equal causation. Mm -hmm. You may have heard that before, but it basically just means just because two things seem to go together doesn't mean one causes the other.
1: Right. Dang, interesting.
0: Yes. So, she pointed that out and I said, you're so right. I do not even, I did not even think. And she gets up really early and works out, so... I was reading this groggily in my first (laughs) phases of the morning and then realized that she was right. So that's that's the risk of me being a chemist and not a biologist as I accidentally attribute things to causation rather than correlation. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing was we wanted to do a follow up on how many people's mosquitoes kill each year. Whoa. Yes. You had mentioned that you wanted to hear that statistic. So I dug in a little. Wikipedia came in with a whopping 1 million people a year die from mosquito transmitted diseases.
1: Dude, yikes. And I
0: couldn't, I know. And I couldn't confirm that 100%. I couldn't get access to the journal they referenced in their, um, the Wikipedia references. Mm -hmm. But harvard.edu quoted a number above a million a year. And the CDC said that mosquitoes are one of the most deadly animals or the most deadly in the animal kingdom. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And in 2017, just malaria killed 435,000 people. So that's, that's like half a million right there. And that's just malaria, but mosquitoes also transmit West Nile, yellow fever, Zika, and a few other ones. So I think that actually that million a year number is not wrong.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, and malaria alone is no joke. I mean, like, obviously all those are serious, but man, that one's just like a regular uh challenge in a good chunk of the world where it's just like, yeah, we just got to it's like any I could get this, it just I'm like one mosquito bite away at any moment from getting malaria. It's just like a Yeah. A thing. That's nuts, dude. Gosh.
0: And I think that number, that 1 million people a year number shows me why there's so much research everywhere. I looked, I was finding more information that I've had to really narrow it down about mosquitoes. And so, and there's, I just typed in mosquito repellent chemistry, like the chemistry journal that everything gets published in. And it just went on forever. (laughs) So there's a lot of information and I'm trying to hone it in, but It just makes sense because so many people's lives are at risk because of these things, these nuisance mosquitoes. Okay, where we left off last week is you asked why some people get bitten more than other people. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah, and how people like, I've overheard multiple conversations where people are theorizing about why, I mean, just random guesses or jokes like you were saying like, moms will be like, oh, it's because you're so sweet
0: and Mm -hmm. stuff.
1: So anything from that to people theorizing that it's like blood type and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of theories out there.
0: Well, I wanted to confirm first that that even happens scientifically, statistically. And the answer is yes.
1: Uh Ah, interesting.
0: Definitely some people or some factors in people attract mosquitoes more than others. Hmm. And this goes hand in hand with what you talked, we talked about last week. Do you remember the three things that attract mosquitoes to people just in general?
2: Uh, carbon dioxide. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like acids and stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember what those acids there's a special word i said for those acids
1: dang dude that's rough stuff folks um (laughs)
0: they're they're the volatile yes yeah
1: yeah volatile
0: so lactic acid is right that was one type that we specifically talked about but they're volatile so they become an odor that the mosquitoes can smell got it
1: for some reason there's only two things i can remember you said there's three dang it
0: the third one was hard. It was, remember, there was the blood that they kept, and in one state, the blood never attracted any mosquitoes. Oh, temperature. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly
1: right. Right. Okay. So. So
0: you, you see correlations there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a correlation to the factors that attract mosquitoes and the factors that attract mosquitoes more to some people than others. hmm so that's your your volatile compounds, your carbon dioxide, and then your body temperature.
1: Mhm. Right.
0: There's a correlation between certain type of bacteria and attraction to mosquitoes to land. Mhm. There's also a correlation between the carbon dioxide that you exhale which then that says maybe the higher your metabolic rate is, you're exhaling more CO2 or if you're working out or something like that, you're going to be more likely of a target. Maybe you're working hard, mowing the lawn.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, just, or I guess that could even be like change from day to day. Like where one one Mm -hmm. person today, for those reasons, is more attractive than somebody else or something like that. Right. Okay.
0: So- I didn't find any specific studies that showed that a higher body temperature increased mosquito attraction, but I did find one crazy thing. Yeah. Pregnant women were found to be twice as attractive to mosquitoes.
1: Dude, that is crazy.
0: And the way they did this study was they had four women in identical huts sleeping under a net and the number of mosquitoes were counted the next day. And... Twice as many mosquitoes in the two pregnant women's hut than in the two non-pregnant women's hut. Dang, that's crazy. The thing is, pregnant women exhale 21% greater volume, which means a greater percent of carbon dioxide. Huh. And their body temperatures are higher.
2: They're just
1: breathing harder, I guess?
0: I think they just have larger volume of, of... Breath, which could be—I know their blood volume increases.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Even if you, even if you just breathe like slightly more rapidly, then that would mean that you're because obviously your lungs aren't going to get bigger, something like that. But like, you yeah, might I'm not really faster. sure. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, and their body temperatures are higher, so they have all of that. Right. The one thing they did note was the pregnant women had to leave to go to the bathroom more often to so that also could have attracted more mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But so we don't know for sure. Again, the correlation, but not necessarily causation, but pregnant women have more factors. And then also when you're pregnant, you've got all kinds of hormones going on. So it's possible that your volatile compounds are more attracted to mosquitoes at that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember one time, so it's not about mosquitoes, but about ants. M and I, um, she seems to get bit by ants way more often and so we looked up something after we had some ants actually like come into our house at night like somehow they got into our bedroom at night and bit oh
0: I remember this yeah. they like surrounded her on the bed
1: yeah so we were looking at some stuff and there was a thing that it wasn't like a scientific paper but she found this thing that said that there's a theory that that when you're pregnant you get bit by ants more and she was like "And I'm, am I pregnant <laughs> we weren't weren't, you know trying to have a kid yet or anything like that and so it was like we had a scare basically just because we read that thinking that like maybe that was the case and it wasn't but um it was really funny for as a story later on to be like (laughs) we kind of thought we're pregnant but mainly it's just because she was getting bit by ants not because we had any other
0: proof (laughs) that's so funny that's crazy that's real it's real pregnant women are more attractive at least to mosquitoes Interesting,
1: dude. That's crazy. Dang, bummer. Mm-hmm. As if it's not already hard enough to be pregnant. Jeez. Come on, mosquitoes. So, cut, them a, cut them some slack.
0: I appreciated that that also reinforced the correlation and causation thing because there is a correlation, but we don't know if it's because they're pregnant, because of their blood volume, because of their exhaling volume, because of their body temperature. We don't know, but yeah, that's just further proof that some people are more attractive than others to mosquitoes. And... There was another study that showed that humans are more attractive to mosquitoes after drinking beer whoa, like the same person would drink alcohol or I think it was beer specifically uh-huh. and they had a higher percent of of landing, so it wasn't bitten, but it was they were more likely to be landed on after they drank the alcohol,
1: which then affords more opportunities to. The mosquito two bite if they're landing right. on the same person more often. Mm-hmm. That's really weird. Is, did they know why or have a theory of why?
0: They had some theories, but it didn't seem like anything was super clear. Mm-hmm. They they controlled for body temperature because some people can have increased body temperature when they drink alcohol and it was not that. Okay. So I don't know.
1: Dude, that's crazy.
0: Maybe it has something to do with your... Metabolic activity, maybe it has something to do with when you breathe out, there's a greater amount of something. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Weird, dude. Interesting.
0: So that's the answer to your question about why some people get bitten more than others. But I have a question that I want to answer next. Okay. My question is, it seems like I'll be around my friends and we're both maybe getting equally landed on. Mm-hmm. But for example, I was out with my roommate all day, one day, we were in all these different locations and then we came home and don't worry, we were social distance and safe and everything. <laughs> Not from each other, but from others. Yeah. We were doing, I think photo shoot stuff. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And she had a welts all over her legs the next day from the mosquitoes and I had nothing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So then, and she was itchy and I was Nothing. So, so then, my question Did oh, you ahead. have?
1: I was going to say, so did you feel like you had a similar amount of bites, but did each one, they weren't as re- reactive? Your body wasn't reacting as strongly to it? Or did you, or does it make you also have fewer bites?
0: I don't know. Okay. And that's where I kind of was wondering about what's up with that. So to answer that question, we had to dig into why do mosquito bites itch?
1: Ah. I well, I have a sort of a theory, but it's more about the body reaction, not about the not about the mosquito side themselves.
0: Okay, what do you think it is?
1: Well, I know that because I'm allergic to a, a lot of stuff. Um, I've had been subject to more allergy stuff discussions and information than I probably ever wanted to know. <laughs> but just just the presence of histamine in the body um, as a reaction to external things, whether it be like plants or grass or animals or insects or whatever as a, um, that's the body's reaction to those things. And so that's why you take an antihistamine to try to subdue your allergies because you're trying to tell your body to like chill out.
2: Mm -hmm. It's more about your
1: body reacting to the thing rather than the thing causing your skin to flare up or whatever. It's more like your body's kind of causing that as a reaction to the presence of that thing. And that's the only theory I would have about the mosquitoes.
0: Well, that's right.
1: (gasps) It is.
0: It's an immune response to the foreign proteins in the mosquito bite saliva.
1: Oh, their saliva.
2: Interesting.
0: That's, that's how it was put in one. The other one was just that foreign proteins introduced into your body when the bite occurs or whatever. So I don't know if it's technically saliva. That's biology again. But essentially when the bite happens, foreign proteins are present in your skin that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And your immune system reacts as an alert saying something's happening that shouldn't be here. Right. And what's amazing to me about that is that matters because this, these particular creatures, when they bite you, can give you a virus that could kill you. Right. And there was one study that investigated, there were some people that didn't have the itch response to mosquitoes Mm -hmm. the way I seem to not really have it. Right. And there were some people that did and they tested and the people who didn't have an itch response were more likely to acquire this specific type of virus than people who do have an itch response. So that could be because whatever genetically allows them to develop an immunity to the mosquitoes also makes them more susceptible to the virus. Or Mm. it could be because they don't have an itch response. So mosquitoes don't bother them. So they don't avoid mosquitoes.
1: Right. Whoa. They
0: don't have the warning system. That's
1: crazy. So it's not really a blessing to not be as itchy and bothered and stuff like that. It could turn out if you're being bit by that infected mosquito or whatever that's carrying something to be a huge downside. Dang, dude, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because it's another thing that could shows the correlation and causation thing. Mm -hmm. There's a correlation between people who don't have an itch response being more likely to acquire this virus,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but that could be for any number of reasons, but it seems that it's possible that because they don't have that warning system, they're more likely to be infected. And I've seen that in huh. my own life. I don't have that warning system. And people think, people will say to me, I don't want to sit outside where I'm going to get eaten up. And I think I don't really care. <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
0: So I would choose to be around mosquitoes, which are so dangerous because I don't get annoyed by them.
1: Yeah, right, right. I'm the same way. Um, I, I mean, Temperature would be a good reason to not sit outside for some reason for like, depending on what, you for eating outside or, or hanging out with people, that's my mm-hmm. only real uh, factor that I consider, but bugs and stuff is not really it. It has to be really right. bad for me to care. Um, it just doesn't end up bothering me as much, but also I hate, and we haven't gotten into this yet, but I hate bug spray. So I'm also just, yeah. if I am going to hang outside where there's mosquitoes, I'm also just not going to put on repellent at all. Like,
0: right. Yeah, I can remember all the times we've sat outside this summer with COVID-19. The only way I'll see people is six feet apart outside. Yeah, I have been bothered by the number of mosquitoes one time, and I had a few bites the next day. A Mm -hmm. few. That's it. Yeah. So I'm kind of with you. But that goes into another thing. Now, some people seem to develop an immunity to the itch response. They just don't have an itch response to the bites, Mm -hmm. but there have also been studies that investigate using antihistamine to treat that itch response in children. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that one of the medicines they use, it's not the most effective one, according to one study, but one medicine that can be used to treat mosquito bites is the medicine that I take every day for my daily allergies. (laughs) Ah. Do you take medicine? You said you have allergies.
1: I do. I uh, don't take it daily. I take it basically seasonally. So like I'll Mm -hmm. take it every day, like when spring starts, basically every day when, I guess kind of when a lot of leaves start falling in the fall, I kind of get another flare up of allergies. But I do not take it every day on the whole, um, just when my allergies flare up.
0: Well, it's possible that... Part of the reason I don't experience as much irritation at mosquitoes is because I'm taking allergy medicine for other stuff and it's treating it.
1: Man, interesting.
0: It's just over the counter. It's off-brand Claritin is what I use.
1: I use off-brand Zyrtec.
0: So it seemed like Zyrtec was the most effective at treating it of this. Uh This one study tested three, a generic Zyrtec, Claritin, and another one I never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I think Zyrtec was the most and Claritin was the least. Mm-hmm. But another study just looked into Claritin and it was effective to some degree in reducing the itch response.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, that's great.
0: So it's possible that some people get bitten more because of all their physiological factors. Mm-hmm. But it's also possible that you've developed a itch response immunity or... You've just built up an immunity against the proteins. And it's possible that your allergy medicine is suppressing that itch response.
1: Interesting. That makes sense. But wow, I wouldn't have initially just thought about that. But that makes sense.
2: Wow.
0: Right. And next time you're gloating about how you don't really get bitten by mosquitoes, just know that that makes you more susceptible, perhaps, Mm -hmm. to viruses. Yeah. Yeah specifically this one virus but i would say if you're not avoiding mosquitoes because you don't have a bad response seems like you'd be more likely to be exposed to something
1: (laughs) yeah dang that's that's rough that's serious stuff
0: that's crazy so that's what i have for you today but it's kind of a lot so i'm gonna let you decide how you want to tell that all back to me
1: okay so the factors we talked about last week that attract mosquitoes in the first place of CO2 um, volatile acids and temperature and then those can be factors in them picking one person over another depending mm-hmm. on like having maybe more CO2 than somebody else um, it, or maybe higher temperature than somebody else or maybe more presence of uh, vol- volatile acids or you something about bacteria as well um can make you more favorable than the next person, depending on mm-hmm. the situation or um even weird things like being pregnant
2: mm-hmm.
1: for maybe potential number of reasons, but um larger presence of c o two could be one of the bigger ones, or even something weird like drinking more beer uh mm-hmm. like the same person uh doesn't get bit, only gets bit a certain amount, drinks beer and gets bit more on the whole. It's landed
0: on more. Landed
1: on, sorry, landed on more, which gives more opportunity for a mosquito to bite them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it seems like there's like a lot of weird reasons that a mosquito could bite somebody more than somebody else. Um,
0: Right. And I think a lot of it is that it's, there's so many factors that it's hard to know for sure what one thing is causing it, but it seems right. like all these things play a role.
1: And that makes sense that it makes a lot more sense that it'd be like potentially a combination of a few small things than like one easy thing. Cause I mean, don't you think that then we would have like figured out it, it seems like if it was something like one small thing, one simple thing, we would have easily found a way to curb or prevent mosquitoes from landing on us. So it makes sense that it's like a, a lot of small potentially small things in combination in any number of ways.
0: Oh yeah. I wonder if they realized the mosquitoes had some kind of response to CO2 and they were thinking, no problem. We're just going to disable the CO2 receptor and then they won't bite humans anymore. They did that and they saw reduced activity in the mosquitoes that didn't have the CO2 receptor and they thought we're done. But then they put those mosquitoes in real life with a human being and it was almost no effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you just have to think that they were ready. They were, they were thinking they'd had this huge breakthrough in mosquito repellent life-saving science. And then it was, yeah, nope. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And so I just feel like that's a good picture of science <laughs> little pieces that get built on and on and on to yeah. find something new. So,
1: and then the other side, the, we talked about, about people reacting then to being bit, Um, Mm -hmm. Some people definitely have a really strong, itchy reaction, big, um, like raised skin redness, um, a lot of intense itching. Others don't have as much of that. And that's the body's reaction to a foreign protein from the saliva of mosquito bites. Mm -hmm. And that it's in general a good thing because your body's recognizing something that's not meant to be there. Mm -hmm. responding to it to try to prevent it from getting in the body or whatever.
2: And that seems to help prevent
1: maybe people from getting the different viruses and and diseases that mosquitoes can carry that people can get um, both by being a deterrent for those people to spend time in mosquito heavy environments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, does it also just have a chance of preventing the person from being infected, even if they do get bit? Or is it just about. I think
0: we don't know. We don't so they know. would not make that statement. They just said it. In this study, it was found that you're more likely to acquire this virus if you did not have a history of an itch response to mosquito bites. Okay.
1: So it's just so, about likeliness, likelihood. Right. Um, not, not about like your body's able to fight off malaria or whatever.
0: Right. We just Got don't it. know. It could be that or mm-hmm. it could be because of the avoiding mosquitoes thing. We just don't know. That was definitely correlation, not causation, which... It was the theme of today's episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gosh, dude, that's nuts, man. It
0: really is so cool.
1: Yeah. Did I miss anything?
0: No, I think that was great. We did talk about how your allergy medicine could be suppressing your right. rich response. But I do think overall, this is such a fun topic. This has been really interesting. I've been reading a lot of scientific papers that aren't my usual chemistry papers. Uh-huh. But I'm really excited because next week we're going to dig into what's up with mosquito repellent. What's the best kind of mosquito repellent that's on the market now? What information can I find about that? And then what are all these, these scientific studies telling us about the next generation of mosquito repellents and what we can do in the future? I think it's going to be really fun.
1: And finally, the question, one question we've all been wondering is what even is DEET? Like, okay, what <laughs> the heck is it? Why is it on all the bottles? What is DEET? <laughs> I can't tell
0: you how many people have asked me that exact question.
1: Stupid deet. What a stupid name for whatever it is. I can't wait to find out what it really is.
0: Okay. Well, and that's all very chemistry heavy. So I think that's going to be two episodes. Who knows? It could get crazy. It could be three. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I could be able to fit it all in. It could be one. We're going to see what happens, but I'm really happy living here in this mosquito world. I've learned a lot. There's so much research and I'm excited to do the chemistry part next week.
1: Me too, dude. Yeah. So tune in next week for all the details.
0: No, <laughs> how did I not see that coming? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Jim, now we've talked about mosquitoes. You've done your science lesson. Do you want to share something that has happened in your week? A good thing that's happened in your week?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have had a really hard time getting back into the work mode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after having a kid. I'm sure that anyone who's had a kid is like, try having two. you know like that's just what comes with the territory but um so that's been tough but this week I did finally kind of get into a little bit more of a groove uh later in the week and finished a so almost finished a project like submitted a first draft to a client of this design for a magazine ad and I was like just a little bit unsure about if it was even in the right direction that's the first draft so it's the first thing they're seeing of me interpreting Mm -hmm. their instructions you know yeah and they sent an email back and they're like yeah we just want to change like the language here which is actually the language they sent me so it's not even a change about the design and they they loved it it was like
2: wow why was
1: i even sweating it's not it wasn't that complicated of a design which is what they wanted um in the first place but I was just kind of like, I don't know, man, like I'll just send it and then I'm done. And then they might have a ton of changes, but at least the ball's in their court for a sec. And, but they loved it. So I felt like, okay, good. This is like really paid off. I'm glad I got into a groove and I'm feeling, um, encouraged by my first, first real productive groove since having a kid. So that was a good,
0: oh, congratulations. It's a good feeling. Mine is similar. Um, I almost talked about how my roommates came back from being out of town today. Mm -hmm. But instead, while you're talking, I realized that I, too, turned in, I would say, what would be my first final draft.
1: Uh Uh-huh. First final draft.
0: (laughs) So I've turned in a first draft, a very crude draft. A long time ago, we talked about of my proposal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this case, I am getting close to my final draft. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been working on it. It's been really hard to motivate myself to work. I think partially because of just quarantine, being at home all the time, Mm -hmm. dealing with everything in my personal life with my mom. It's just been a lot. Totally. And so I, I also feel like I just finally got back into a good work groove and was able to submit that and... I'm in the place you were in where I am thinking, I don't know if this is good enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not like scientific enough. It's my first proposal ever mm-hmm. and it's my first one in this field. So I have a lot of questions, but I finished it and I worked hard all week. And then I took a weekend to myself and I did a lot of fun stuff like at my house. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I watched TV and made this little mini cake and did all these fun things just to kind of, say i'm done i did it it yeah. happened so now i just have to see what happens next and work on getting together my defense of that proposal but i'm pretty excited so Dude,
1: that's awesome that's exciting congrats yeah. that's a great feeling
0: so we both had good work weeks that's fun that that lined up
1: yeah seriously that's
0: great let's keep it up okay well that's it thanks so much for coming and listening and learning about mosquitoes. And I'm so excited to talk about it again next week.
1: (laughs) Dude, me too. Thanks so much for teaching us. Molson and I have a lot of ideas for topics of chemistry in everyday life. uh, But we want to hear from you topics like mosquitoes, multifaceted topics, you know, small ones, one episode series, whatever it is. Uh, If you've got questions or ideas, please reach out to us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at chem for your life. That's chem for your life to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it, check out our merch campaign at bonfire.com slash store slash chem for your life and buy a mug, buy a shirt, just check it out. And uh, everything you buy there helps us to, to keep the show going. If you are not able to do that, you can help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple podcasts. That helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people.
0: This episode of Chemistry for Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. J.M. Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Collini and N. Newell, who reviewed this episode.